0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Thriller Podcast. Today we are talking BitThumb Exchange bringing crypto payments. We've got four patenting envisions in car to car crypto transactions. Finally, in our main topic, we're discussing the decentralized emporium EtherDelta. a Podcast starting now.
1: Welcome to Thriller with Car Gonzalez, broadcasting from Austin, Texas,
0: via SoundCloud and supported by listeners like you. It's time for the news. 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 Thriller with Car Gonzalez. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Thorough Podcast. First up we got Ford patent. So check this out. This is pretty interesting. So a new patent awarded to Ford suggests that the US automaker is considering the use of cryptocurrency to let cars on the road communicate with each other and reduce traffic. The patent Vehicle-to-vehicle cooperation to marshal traffic was published Tuesday and awarded to Ford Global Technologies. It focuses on a way to alleviate traffic congestion, proposing that communication to coordinate speeds between vehicles can counteract, in part, the psychology of human drivers who focus on their individual travel time preferences. So the application goes on to further explain that this system would temporarily allow for particular cooperative Vehicles, um, sometimes referred to as consumer vehicles, to drive at higher speeds in less occupied lanes of traffic and also to merge and pass freely when needed. Other participating cooperative vehicles voluntarily occupy slower lanes of traffic to allow the consumer vehicle to merge into their lanes and pass as needed. It sounds really shaky, um, but it sounds, I guess, strategic in a way. Um, Ultimately, they said... We are looking for a researcher to lead and pioneer work in the branch of blockchain technology applied to mobility use cases that would help deliver superior user experiences for our customers. And yeah, well, good luck with that, Ford. (laughs) (laughs) So next up, we got Reddit. So Reddit drops Bitcoin payment option for gold membership. So this is big news. So social media website Reddit is no longer accepting Bitcoin as payment for Reddit gold membership program. They attributed this because of Coinbase, believe it or not. The upcoming Coinbase exchange, combined with some bugs around the Bitcoin payment option that were affecting purchases for certain users led us to remove Bitcoin as a payment option. They also indicated that Reddit has yet to decide if they will introduce crypto payments after Coinbase implements its new commerce service. Um, I guess there is BitPay that you could be using, but um, to each their own? Singapore. So check this out. Singapore Japan Association signed agreement for joint fintech development. So this is pretty big news. The Singapore Fintech Association and the Fintech Association of Japan have signed a memorandum of understanding in order to collaborate with fintech development in a joint press release released on Monday, actually. The press release notes that this agreement will raise a profile of Japanese fintech industry and promote Singapore as a destination for Japanese business in wider Asia. So this is awesome. They're obviously working together, and this friendship is um, pretty pretty interesting because it was signed here in the Money 2020 Asia Conference. So that's awesome. And then to, to even top it off even further, BitThumb Exchange is to bring crypto payments to 8K South Korean merchants by 2019. So major South Korea exchange, BitThumb, will allow its users to pay with cryptocurrency and 8,000 brick-and-mortar outlets by the end of 2018. Uh, in a pioneering move for cryptocurrency payments in South Korea, bitum will partner with digital payment serv- services provider Korea Pay to facilitate purchase for its users. A pilot is expected to launch by June and then 8,000 merchants coming by year's end. Through this partnership, the companies will focus on improving customer satisfaction and convenience in real life. This is big. This is really big. And this just shows why, you know, Asia in this whole area is just further along than all the other countries in the world you really are and um we need to catch up everybody needs to catch up because uh they're they are leading the way that's awesome they're embracing crypto and that's 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 the that's what you want that's what you want the world to do uh we'll see how it all shakes out though but with that that's news really fast news today right with that let's go ahead and get into our interesting video of the day Interesting video of the day. All right, so today's actually interesting video of the day is really informative. Um, This one is from Roger Ver. As you guys know, he is of the uh, bitcoin.com fame and other things. And uh, he is uh, giving a keynote speech here and uh, he opens it up to the audience because he's not afraid of questions. And this guy has an interesting question about digital gold for Bitcoin and cash for Bitcoin Cash. Check it out.
2: Okay uh no Roger um I feel that uh, the strategy of optimizing for digital gold and optimizing for digital cash is a very healthy thing, um, and I feel that if we advocate for digital cash by saying digital gold has been disrupted, store of value has been corrupted, um, the end result is that people choose dollars and they say well that crazy crypto thing you know this person's saying it's corrupted and that could happen to bitcoin cash and so what what i'm saying is can we can we imagine a world of more harmony here where it's okay for one chain to optimize for digital gold and another to optimize for digital cash and if the first thing a new person that comes to the industry sees is you know this is what this chain is about this is what that and by the way i say the same thing to at a bitcoin core conference as well you know, I've, I've, all, I've tried to remain neutral here. Um, but I feel that a better strategy would be rather than saying, this has been completely corrupted, this is a CIA, you know, this is a... And whether that's actually happened or not. And, and by the way, the censorship thing is completely unforgivable. You know, that, that's something that no one can support. That's not condemned. them. <clears throat> um, but I feel that if we could return to an environment of this is trying to optimize for savings, this is trying to optimize for spending. And the two I feel are different strategies. Um, I think we could, we could get more adoption and less people saying that crypto stuff's crazy.
1: So if, if you, thank, thank you for the great statement. And, and let's get one more round of applause against censorship, right? That should be unforgivable. <laughs> but if you look around the world today, the biggest store of value is the dollar and the reason the dollar is used as a store of value is because you can spend it everywhere as cash. And if you look at the history of gold, the way gold came to be used as a store of value is because it was spendable everywhere as cash. And the same is true of digital currencies. If you want them to be usable as a store of value, they have to be spendable as cash. And I think part of the reason why there's so much animosity between the Bitcoin core crowd and the Bitcoin cash crowd is because the Bitcoin Core crowd has successfully brought the Bitcoin name for the most part with them and the original Bitcoin ecosystem with them while completely deviating from the actual title of the Bitcoin white paper. It's a peer-to-peer electronic cash system, and yet the Bitcoin Core people are mocking the very idea of using Bitcoin as cash. And so if they want to build something that's only used as a digital store of value, that's fine, have at it. But please don't hijack and sabotage and you know take to, and censor our project and do it through censorship and propaganda, and that's exactly what has happened, and it's really really frustrating for, as somebody who's poured you know the last seven years of my you know heart and soul into this, to see it and then have these same people and I've been promoting the exact same Bitcoin for seven years. I have the exact same speech I've been giving about Bitcoin that it allows anybody anywhere in the world to send and receive any amount of money with anyone anywhere instantly, basically for free and it's impossible for your transaction to be blocked or censored or controlled by any bank or government or corporation. That's the pitch I've been giving for seven years now. It's still completely true of Bitcoin Cash. It's no longer true about Bitcoin Core. And so it's not me that's changed. It's the Bitcoin Core roadmap that's completely changed to something that's not even described in the original Bitcoin white paper. And so I wish them good luck, but they shouldn't have taken the, they shouldn't even have tried to take the Bitcoin name with them because it's clearly not Bitcoin. Go and read the white paper. Uh, it's not Bitcoin. Uh, and, again, back to your point, though, about having separate digital cash and digital store of value, I don't think those things are separate, separable. If something is usable as cash and usable as payments, by default, it becomes a store of value. And that's the reason people are willing to use the dollar as a store of value is because they can spend them everywhere. And if Bitcoin cash becomes spendable everywhere, people will be using it as a store of value as well.
0: So that was a great question and then that was a great answer by Roger. And I and guys, I I, I think we really need to, you know, stop with the whole two camps thing. I'm really not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of like this whole Bitcoin thing and then you have this whole Bitcoin Bitcoin cash thing. It's just, I'm not a fan of that. I've never happened. I just don't see the need for infighting, especially in crypto. Like we're all crypto fam, you know. But... I think I think one thing that he didn't touch on that I would probably like to chime in is that um, honestly, you can use whatever crypto you want. That's what's you know that's what's pretty awesome about the world we live in now. You know, especially with the world, how far crypto has come. So, like, I can pay with anything. I can pay with you know Bitcoin Cash if I wanted to. I can pay with Bitcoin if I wanted to. I can pay with Ethereum if I wanted to. You know, Litecoin. There's all these different coins that you can pay with. So let's just remember that we can pay with any coin that we want. And I think if we just try to keep that in the back of our head, I think everything will work itself out. Um, I hold both. I hold Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash um, because of the fork. And then even after that, I decided to held in buy some more. So I, I don't see the need to... I see the need for both. But then again, I'm probably in the minority when I'm saying that. But then again, guys, it's always good to listen to the opposite side, especially when you know don't agree with them. And if you do agree with them, it's good to listen to the other side and vice versa. But with that... So that was kind of long. (laughs) Let's go ahead and get into coin talk. It is time. Everything you have been waiting for. Coin talk. Coin talk. Coin talk. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into coin talk. Before we get into that. I just want to mention our Patreon. We don't mention our Patreon very often, but when I do, I like to mention it till you guys get sick of it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but seriously, so we have a Patreon. So if you guys don't know what Patreon is, it's a way for independent publishers, creators, all sorts of people, um, podcasts, um, just anybody in general who has who's given away something for free out into the world and is looking to be... Um, be, um, I guess, uh, helped along the way. So right now, if you head over to patreon.com slash podcast, the link is in the show notes, um, you'll see a uh, third podcast Patreon. And here we talk about uh, how Thrill Podcast is all independent and how we're uh, making, we're, we're, uh, we're running off the backs of uh, all our patrons. So right now we currently have 15 patrons donating thirty-seven dollars a month to thriller podcasts and honestly guys i'm i'm entirely thankful for that i know a lot i know there's some there's some talk here i'm gonna chime in and let you guys in on a little secret so during like south by southwest you know i met with a lot of different people and um not i'm not saying any names because i don't wanna you know Piss off anybody, but uh, old thriller car here was just hanging out with some regular people, and um, I told him I was like, yeah. They're like, how do you afford this budget? Because I had like a GoPro and I had, you know, I had purchased the um, the sound recorder and all this stuff, and they're like, how do you afford all this budget? Who's your who's your sponsor? Who's who's backing you? And I was like, uh, my patrons. <laughs> and they were like, oh, wow, how much are you making off Patreon? And I was like, um, not that much. I think at the time it was at 40. And I was like, uh, around $40 a month. They're like, oh my God, how are you able to afford this? And I was like, well, you know, some of this equipment I have because I, I'm a, I was a, I was a musician, musician in my past life. And I have some of this stuff and then some of the stuff I just purchased. And um, some of the stuff you know, my my patrons help me pay for, like our our daily, our week, actually our monthly hosting for SoundCloud and uh, Repurpose.io, and some other small little things. And uh, I told him I was like, for the most part, you know, I'm kind of just paying out of pocket right now. We don't have a sponsor. There's no big company behind us um, sponsoring us. We don't take money from ICOs because um, that just feels wrong in a lot of ways. I don't, it's, I don't, through a podcast has never been about pay to play and we'll never be about that. So um, we don't take any sponsorships. We don't take any um, money from outside people and uh, we rely on our patrons for the most part and donations as well. And uh, there, the guy was just like, well, okay. He's like, well, how many how many patrons do you have? And I told him I have 15. And he started laughing. And I just like, I, like, I kind of wanted to punch him. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I through the car, got upset. Not, not upset, but I kind of got like, really? You're laughing at me? And I, it was just kind of one of those things where it, it's one of those things I I'll, I'll always remember in the back of my head because everybody starts from somewhere, guys. Like we all start from somewhere. A lot of us have come from nothing and been successful in our in our lives that Probably are listening to this podcast right now, and then some of us right now are probably not in the point in their in their lives right now where they feel satisfied with uh, what's going on with you know their daily life or whatever. But you know maybe through a podcast provides some kind of happiness to them. You know, so the way the way I look at it, it's not really all about money because the world is not all about money. Sure, we run a we run a podcast on cryptocurrency and blockchain technology and stuff like that. And we do interviews and stuff. But for the most part, it's not just about money. You know, I, I like to feel that through a podcast, we're providing a really good message here. And I think there's a lot of other podcasts that you listen to that do crypto and they just focus just on the... um just on the coins and just on pumping money and doing this and doing that. And it just, it feels very jaded. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like a normal, you know, it's not something that you can listen to every day without being like, Oh, you know, too much overload. But here I've always tried to make, make it more like about family, more about like, you know, community, you know what I mean? So anyway, so when that, long story short, so when that guy told me that I just kind of looked at him and I said, well, I, I looked at him and I said, well, I'm grateful for every single one of those people that I have as my patrons, and uh, and I told him I hope and I, I looked at him. I said, I hope you'll become one too. Of course, he didn't. But you know, to to, to my to my to my head and to myself, I kind of thought, you know, it's it's not a big deal because we all start from somewhere, and we just kind of know where we're going and head in that direction. With that, let's get into our disclaimer. Remember, Thriller Podcast does not give financial advice. He cannot tell the future. Even if he thinks he can, he is just some dude trying to save the world one Satoshi at a time. You know that's definitely one thing that we are doing, and um, looking at our Telegram group, I can tell because a lot of people on there just help everybody. And there's some new people that will show up, and um, a lot of people on our Telegram group will just will just help, like not even try to be like a an a hole or anything like that. Just total help, and it's it's awesome, man. It's awesome. So, in in a lot of ways, their podcast is helping to save the world. At least I I like to think we are. So. Anyways, let's get into coin talk. We gotta put on the shields again because there's a lot of red. There's a lot of red coming. Let's do it.
3: Shields up, ready? All
0: right, let's see what we got here. Let's look at the damage today. <laughs> I know, I know because when I looked at it, um, I literally looked at it this morning and it, it, it stung. It stung bad. So if we look at the total market cap for the entire cryptocurrency market, we're at three hundred two billion. And I know, I know, you're thinking like, "Oh my God, where we at? Were we at seven hundred billion or close to $800 billion?" Yeah, yeah, we were, we were, we were exactly at eight hundred thirteen billion in January when we hit the all time high. And uh, but to put it into perspective, because you guys know I like to put it into perspective before before anything else, before we actually dive into it. And get into like the, the whole the whole nitty-gritty as they say. I'm gonna show you guys something real quick. Actually, I can't show you, I can only tell you. <laughs> so if we look here, guys, um literally at this at this same time last year, if we look at March, March 30, March, what are we in? 27th. March 27th of last year, we were at 24 billion. 24 billion dollar market cap. Right now, we're currently at 312, well, let me get that accurate, 302 billion. Look how far we've come, 24 to 302. Now, that's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot. That's all I'm going to say, that's a lot. But I have some good news. If we look here at April of last year, it went from 24 to 26 just like that. By the time we got to April, it was at 27 and then by the time we got to mid-April it was at 28. So it jumped 4 billion in a couple in a few weeks. Then last year by the time we got to the end of April it was at 36 billion. So it went from 24 billion at the end of March of last year to 36 billion. That's that's literally 12 billion dollars that it went up in 1 month. Okay. Now next in May it went up from 36 all the way to 87 billion by the, by June. By June 1st it was at 87 billion. At the end of April it was at 36. 36. That's just crazy. This is why I'm saying do not worry. Do not sell your crypto. Now's the time that you don't want to do that. I know, I know, I know you're probably thinking, oh, no, but I have to, you know, this. No, you really don't. You really don't and you shouldn't. Just, just trust me on this. You don't want it. You don't want to sell now. I know that feeling. I literally have done that where you sell at an all time low and then a month later it's shot back up and you're just so upset with yourself. Like I know that feeling, guys. I, I've had that happen to me multiple times in the early stages. That's why I'm trying to stop you from doing it now because I'm sure a lot of you are like, oh, I can't take this anymore. I'm, we're literally towards the end of this. We're literally towards the end. March has been a brutal month. Has been a brutal month. March has probably been, to me, it feels like the worst month that you know that we've had this year. It just has. So just hang in there. Hang in there. Don't give up yet because April's coming and so are the showers <laughs> and so are the so are the booms and they're going to tick up. That's one thing you also have to remember too that a lot of the stuff that people are working on happens in the beginning of the year and a lot of stuff gets rolled out towards the middle, you know of the year to the end of the year. This is just how this is just how technology companies work. Even in my even here at my job, like we we work on a lot of stuff at the beginning of the year, but we don't really start rolling it out till around April, May, June, July. Like that's just how it that's just how it happens. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's not that it's not it's just that it's not that me. It's not that there's no new news or nothing getting worked on. It is. It's just um it's getting worked on right now as we speak. So I'm just saying Hang in there. I think April, we're going to see a, a trend up. And I think in May, we're going to see an even higher trend. We might have a little dip here in the middle of May. But for the most part, it'll be, it'll be pretty much smooth sailing. We won't really hit another serious dip until July. And uh, I think it's looking like towards end of May, there might be a little dip and then another little dip in July. But other than that, we're going to be fine. Uh, we just need to get into April and everything will work itself out but I did want I did want to mention all that and I'm sorry if it went a little bit too long but I should mention that to you guys. And that's one thing I feel like a lot of people that, you know, that are out there that probably aren't mentioning this stuff to you guys. So I just want to make sure that we get this information out there so that way, you know, I I would hate to see for one of y'all to sell right now and then and then miss out on all all the money that's coming. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so that's just what I'm going to say. and I'll leave it at that. But with that, let's get into the coin market cap. Looks like Bitcoin took in a major poop today. <laughs> it went down to seven, seven, nine, seven, eight. So 7000. It's down. We got Ethereum at 459. Man, that's a good price for Ethereum. Got Ripple at 58 cents. Bitcoin Cash at 892. So Bitcoin Cash finally took a hit as well. Got Litecoin taking another hit. Well, actually, it took its first major hit I've seen in a while, 139. Got EOS at 617. That's pretty stable for the most part. Stellar, stable at 22 cents. That's incredible. Cardano, still stable at 15 cents. Got NEO at 57, $57. IOTA at $1.19. Monero down to 191. Oh, man, that is really low. Got Tron at 4 cents. Tron was making a little run today earlier from what I saw. Got Dash. At 360, that's pretty low for Dash. Got NEM down to 25 cents. Wow, I might have to pick up some NEM at that price. Uh, Ethereum Classic at 16 bucks. Not 15, but that's still pretty good. Got Qtum at 15 bucks. Got Nano at $6.68. We got Zcash at 220. Nice. Got Birch. Birch was making a little run today too. Believe it or not, it's at four cents now. Got Populous at fifteen bucks. We got Ontology. So Ontology is at two dollars and twenty five cents. Nice. We need to do a show about Aunt. Ont. O n t. This is one that I've been looking at, and this is one that um, we need to we need to get up to speed on it pretty fast. Uh, I have a feeling this one's gonna be worth a lot of money here at the end of the year. So we definitely need to do an episode on Aunt, maybe next week. Uh let me know what you guys think. If you guys want to see that, let me know. Uh, we got SEA coin at one penny, we got Steam at $1.76, we got Waves at $4.22, we got archain Chain at $1.10. We got Dogecoin at three tenths of a cent. That's pretty normal. Walton chain down at $13. Status at 9 cents. Oh, status. If I could only say the ways that you pained me. PIVX at $4.47. We got BAT at $0.23. Cents. We got Factum at $24. Factum has been stable at 24 bucks. It's just a boss. It doesn't move. Eh, I know it can get up to 40 Just waiting. Just waiting. Golem at $0.24. Cents. We got Monacoin at $3.44. Funfair. So Funfair actually has some interesting news. It's currently at $0.03 cents right now. But they released a new roadmap. So Q1 is almost any form. And in Q2, they're announcing further information how their testing of the mainnet will take place over the next few weeks. They also are releasing or expecting to announce their first third-party game developer and begin integration. Uh, This will coincide with the release of more original Funfair slot games and updates to existing offerings. And then throughout Q2, They are looking to show up and do some gaming calendar trips to G2E Asia and Disruptive Online Gaming Conference in London. And, of course, what's really interesting is they're going to be continuing to update their Funfair community and uh, commitment to open and transparent communication. You know, I'm looking forward to them, you know, empowering, you know, all these new operators and creating some more... (laughs) And creating some more um, some more like uh, games and just more casinos. Let's do it all. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, I do want to mention that because I feel like Funfair is going to shake things up here towards the end of the year. But you guys know at this point, you can go ahead and call me biased on Funfair. But yeah, three cents, that's a good buy-in right there. Just telling you. Funfair, I'm bullish on that one. And you know, it, it, the reason I'm bullish on it is because it actually has practicality to it you can actually go play their games if you go to their website there's 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 a need for this and it i feel like there's other coins out there that just don't have any actual practical use yet at least with funfair you can actually play with this stuff but then again i guess it's all fun and games you know and so maybe people don't take it seriously but it's still i think it's one of the best erc20 tokens out there but that's just my personal opinion it's at number 69 in the coin market cap. all right electronium two cents we got Zcoin at $34. We got Red Coin at 4 tenths of a cent. Do not buy that. Stay away from that. We got Kencoin at 1,010th of a cent. Yep, that's going. We got Power Ledger at 33 cents. And Banco at $2.56. And then our hundredth coin is storage at 74 cents. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty tough day out there. This is this is a really tough red day honestly, it hasn't been this bad in a while. Yeah. You know, stuff like this always makes me remember because I'm like, man, these days were bad. I can't wait. I can't wait till we get into April. I can't wait till we get May so we can get all this behind us. And we can start seeing the sunshine again. With that, let's get into our main topic starting now. I was
2: lying on the grass on Sunday morning of last week, indulging in the bugs all twisted around the beat Uncomfortable, three feet deep Now i fuzzy stare from not being there On a confusing morning week Impair my tribal lunar speak And of course you can't become If you only say what you would have done
0: So let's dive in. Let me tell you about something. Actually, let's 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 open this up as a story. So once upon a time, there was a, an exchange, and it wanted to be built specifically for ERC twenty tokens and allow Ethereum trading. So they formed Ether Delta. Now this exchange runs on Ethereum-powered smart contracts. That are responsible for managing trading deposits withdrawals and wallet integration if you're new to ether delta general layout will look unsophisticated compared to bitrix or Binance or anything that you used to user interface is very awkward challenging at first but i promise you don't let it get to you after you learn the ins and outs you yourself will become an ether delta aficionado and you'll be appreciated for because of all of its assets that it offers, being the most streamlined, safest trading experiences out there. And did I mention it's decentralized? Welcome to the Emporium of Ether Delta. Yeah, that's pretty good, huh? <laughs> no, I have so much fun doing this podcast. Let me just tell you. I, I really do. I really do. That doesn't prove it right there. I don't know what. And, and let, me, let me make sure this is not sponsor ad. Sponsored ad for Ether Delta. I just really like it. I think it's really cool, uh, especially with all these Coinbase. Uh, you know, Coinbase is going to get ERC twenty tokens. Of course, that's going to pump the price of ERC twenty tokens up. So now, what's going to happen is you're going to want to be in on Ether ERC twenty tokens before they go live, um, or not live before they get on the big exchanges. Um, So if this is the case, then you want to get on EtherDelta because you get access to everything there. And I think the best explanation I've seen of EtherDelta, like how to use it, is done by CryptoTips. And I'm going to let her explain it right now.
3: For this example, I'll be using my wallet on MetaMask to connect with EtherDelta. But please know that you can also import a wallet that you've generated via MyEtherWallet.com. The only difference is that you won't get the secondary notifications to submit the transaction that MetaMask provides. So to begin, I will log into my MetaMask wallet and select the account that I want to use to purchase some tokens on EtherDelta. From here, I will copy the public address and then go to EtherDelta and select Import Account. Here, I will paste my public address to connect the wallet to EtherDelta. You can always double check that the account you connected is the account you want to use to purchase the tokens. Once it's connected, take a look at the options you have for trading different tokens. Today, I want to purchase some EOS, or EOS, however you wanna say it, using my ether. So I'll select this combination. Next, take a look at the balance section here. Notice you have options like deposit, withdraw, and transfer. I want to deposit Ether from my MetaMask wallet onto EtherDelta so that I can then trade it for some EOS. To do this, I will select Deposit, and in the Ether row, I will fill out how much I'd like to take out of my MetaMask wallet and put onto EtherDelta, then hit Deposit. MetaMask will then give you a form, basically giving you the chance to look over what you're sending and how much the fee will be. Once you select Submit, the transaction will begin. You'll see a pop-up box that gives you the chance to view the transaction on Etherscan, so you'll know right away when it gets confirmations or if there is a problem. It'll take a few minutes, but when it goes through, you'll see your balance move from the wallet column into the Ether Delta column. Now we can get to trading. So I've selected the pair of coins or tokens that I want to trade, and I'll go check out the orders book. Here there are red orders and green orders, Since I am purchasing EOS, I will be using the red section. You can also check out the trade section here to see the prices of recent trades so you can know what to expect to pay. Now, I like to check out a few orders before I select one so I know I'm getting a good price. And this one looks pretty good to me, so I'll select it. I'll fill in how much ether I'd like to pay and then you can click on the amount to buy box and it will automatically calculate how much EOS I'll receive for that amount of Ether. So I'll select Buy, and again, I'll be prompted by MetaMask to submit the transaction. And again, I'll also be given a link to view the transaction on Etherscan. So if you've been waiting for a long time for a trade to go through, check out the transaction on Etherscan. If you see a sentence in red color right here, then you'll know that there was a problem with the trade and it actually didn't approve so you'll need to try again. So now that the trade has gone through I want to get these tokens off of the Ether Delta exchange and onto my MetaMask wallet. Much like how I had to deposit the Ether at the beginning of this video, now I will withdraw EOS from Ether Delta. So I do this by selecting the withdrawal option and going to the EOS row filling out how many EOS I want to be put onto my MetaMask wallet and select withdraw. Now one last time I'll be prompted to submit this transaction and after a few moments of waiting I'll see my EOS balance move from the Ether Delta Exchange and onto my wallet. So once it's been moved I can always be sure of this by going to myetherwallet.com and under the send ether slash tokens tab, I can import my private key of the MetaMask account that I use to purchase the tokens. So your private key is again, password protected because it's another reminder that this is an important piece of information. Please don't ever do this if you're using public Wi-Fi. In fact, it's smart to disable your Wi-Fi altogether when dealing with your private key. So once you've imported your private key onto my ether wallet, you will be able to view your balance of Ether and any other tokens that you've purchased with this account. They'll be listed on the right side of the screen. So once you're all through with your trades, you can lock your MetaMask wallet and then go to EtherDelta and forget any accounts that you've imported to essentially log out and disconnect your information from EtherDelta.
0: Yeah, and that she has a whole walkthrough. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's really sound. Like her walkthrough is really good, and I think I found that to be the best. There's also another really great guide called um, "Guide to Ether Delta Exchange: How to Trade on Ether Delta." I'll put a link to this. It's in the masterthecrypto.com. dot um, The very simple, understandable, you know, different kind of uh, steps that they have here. Very simple to use. Um, you could follow it. Um, if you've been in the crypto space for a while, you, it's all kind of self-explanatory when you get to Ether Delta. But if you're relatively new, with you know, and you um, and you're not sure how all this works, I would definitely check out this MasterTheCrypto.com guide and this will show you step-by-step step what to do, where to order from. I use MetaMask and MetaMask is um, probably the, the best one that you can add, especially if you use Chrome. Um, just make sure, to make sure to save your, your phrase, your, your password um, on there and that way you have that saved somewhere. Um, but I use MetaMask to do it and it's pretty simple. Uh, Also, another good tip is to check out the reddit.com slash r slash EtherDelta subreddit. This is another great place for questions. And there are even some tips on here, too, on which coins to purchase. Um, I wouldn't go with that, but they do. There are some coins that they'll say to stay away from that are scam coins. So make sure to check out those those topics as well. But with those three things, those three guides, I think you're well on your way to use Delta. And honestly if uh, Coinbase really follows through with their word this time and they add and they add ERC20 tokens then they're only going to add the ones that have been around for a long while but if your ERC20 token is still new and it shows up on EtherDelta then if you hodl if you hodl for a little bit then it shows up on Coinbase you'll see a spike you'll see a spike it's going to be a really interesting year for crypto a really interesting year for ERC20 that's for sure um, it's, it can't be stopped. It won't be stopped. It's just it's just the way it is now. So, um, yeah, I think this is good information. Check out the links in the show notes. And with that, let's get into the end of the show. Racy days
2: helped me through the hopeless haze, but my
0: You know, there's so much FUD out there. I look at the news and I'm just like, what the fuck again? <laughs> it's just so much FUD. Go to YouTube and I'm like, really? Again? Another crypto in the red again? That video? Really? I go anywhere and I, all I hear is bad talk about crypto. No one's out there doing the right thing, spreading the gospel. This is what we do here at Throw Podcast. Always, forever. That's what we do. Buy Bitcoin. Save the world. See you tomorrow. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with Car Gonzales. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Car said likely will come true. It is up to you. Now go do your own research. Listen to other things that start their with crypto.